0: Welcome to episode 00002 of The Mission. My name is Daniel James. I'm a Yorta Yorta man living on Wurundjeri country, and I am your host for the next hour. Always, let's we'll start off by acknowledging the traditional owners from which we are broadcasting on and across this evening, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time, the second episode, uh, welcome back. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. The idea and philosophy behind this show is to highlight the issues affecting Aboriginal people and other sections of the community as needs be. Uh, We've got a federal election happening on Saturday and whoever forms government at the end of the day, it's up to the people to help set and maintain the agenda. The election may be over, but uh, the issues do not go away. So, to do this on the mission, we will speak to experts in their field, fierce advocates, academics, artists, writers, leaders. Also, as we keep moving forward with the show, I will aim to speak with uh, everyday people, people who work and live without glory, but without whom communities and families would invariably fall apart. Uh, Coming up on tonight's show, we have uh, two uh, great guests. We have uh, Dean Gibson, who will be along to talk about his documentary, Wick vs Queensland, screening at ACME this weekend. As part of the Human Rights and Arts Film Festival, it's a fascinating story and a complex one, and so we'll talk to uh, Dean about that. I guess the best way to connect with me is via Twitter. My handle is Mr DT James. I'm with you for the next hour, so I'm here for a good time, not a long time. This is the mission. Triple R. You're listening to Triple R. My name is Daniel James. This is the mission. Uh, we thought I'd get straight into um, speaking to our first guest, who has uh, gone and made a documentary and a great one at that. Um, most of you who were around at the time would vividly remember Marbo, the case in which the High Court of Australia abolished the lie that was terra from the law of this uh, country of ours. Uh, the case has become part of Australian folklore. Now, some of you would also remember the Wick case, it um, may have slightly less resonance um, amongst the community, but um, Wick couldn't have happened without Marbo. But what Wick did was to take the principles of recognition of uh, traditional life, and try to apply those principles on the mainland of Australia, up in Cape York, to be specific. And so the documentary is Wick versus Queensland, as directed by Dean Gibson, whose family is from the peninsula. Dean visits in the documentary. Dean visits Cape York to speak with elders, locals about the uh, instigation of the of the claim back in 1993 and how the community bandied together to see the case through um, for a number of rough years and, and beyond. The documentary also forensically explores uh, racism, the fear-mongering and the political manoeuvring that occurred in the lead-up to the case and its aftermath, told um, from the very personal perspective of uh, the WIC people themselves. Uh, WIC. Versus Queensland causes us to question who we are as a as a nation today. Dean Gibson, welcome to Triple R. Oh, good evening
1: to you and all your listeners.
0: Um, first questions first. Uh, how did the documentary come about?
1: Well, it, it's uh, it's been a long journey for me. As you sort of pointed out in introduction, my family's from far north Queensland uh, in a little community called Hopal, um, also shared by uh, a gentleman who appears in the documentary by the name Noel Pearson. So. Noel and I have sort of known each other and seen each other around for years, and he's obviously a very busy man doing all these different things around Australia and, and whatnot. And and Noel sort of, sort of tapped me on the shoulder and said, Babe, "Perhaps we should do a story about this, uh, you know, looking particularly towards a constitutional conversation around what was going to happen in Australia in the last couple of years." And and I said, "Let's." Got this other archive film of me and all the all the elders from the Wick case um, from up in Cape York, and and perhaps. You know, there's something in there there's a story in this to sort of tell so slowly over a, a long period of time uh, I other than sort of grabbed the reins of this story and sort of looked at it and, and unpacked it and, and spent a lot of time um, going up to Arakoon and talking to Wick elders and making sure that the time was right for them to tell it because I think anything I identified pretty early on in this story is that as you identified in the introduction as well which is a great, great introduction because it's Copped it off really nicely. Is that this, for for a long time this story was told from uh, not the WIC voice. This is told from the voice from Canberra, the voice from Parliament, and the voice from the, the the media and all those sort of slandering voices. And and it was time for the WIC voice. So I think we sort of quickly realised that this needed to be told from a fresh perspective and the real authentic perspective that of the WIC people. And it was just a, once we sort of delved into the story and the richness of it and the poignancy of it all, we just knew that. It,
0: it had to be told. The one, one thing I like about the documentary, well there's a number of things I like about the documentary actually, but mm. one of the things that uh, was uh, pertinent for me was, you know, we hear from the likes of, um, you know, Professor Marcia Langton, Noel Pearson, mm-hmm. um, others representing the, the WIC uh, people, you know, some of the some of the um, QCs that did that, and we hear from people who were reporting on it at the time, um, Kerry O'Brien. Mm. And It's a very, very complex issue, but the great Thing about the documentary is, you use the Wic people to actually just cut through all the bullshit and remind <laughs> remind yeah. the viewer this yeah. is what yeah. it's about. And they yeah. distill their case and their um, cause yeah. very, very succinctly. Ah, uh, you hit
1: the nail on the head. It was always this story from day one was always going to be. And I'm not a Wic person, so I had to I had to manage that very carefully with with the people. Up in Aracoon and, and around that around, surrounds, but it was always about them sharing their voice, telling their story from their perspective, forgetting the noise. And you know, we, we, you know, we're in the middle of a reflection campaign; it's noisy, everything's noisy. You got something, uh, nothing's not much cutting through the noise. And I realised that we need, because it is such a complex story, we just need a nice simple vehicle of this these people's hopes and ambitions and how they were crushed. Uh, but yet, through all that adversity, they still manage to rise above that today in Cape York, and through you know they they do it, they battle and they do it hard, and it's always a, a fight up that way, and there's always things going, and it's always stretching them as a people, but they do it, and that's what's so magnificent about those people. And it, as a filmmaker, what a what a what a you know a feast of ingredients to sort of work mm. with. Um, it's just a great it's a great man. It's an honour to, to sort of to to share that with them.
0: Yeah, it, um, how many months did you spend in the editing suite? <laughs> it must have been quite a task <laughs> weaving that story because it's paced very well yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, We a Lindy and She came up from, from Sydney and we we had an editing with us and I think it would have been about 20, 16, about 20 weeks editing. And that, Lindy, you know, we had a lot of interviews. And we, we, you know, we'd we around the so we got all different voices because we wanted to give it a feel and a sense that this is a, a national story and it deserved national voices and it deserved diverse voices. So we, we wanted to do that. And, and Lindy spent a lot of time in the edit suite um, just working through, um, you know, the interviews and, and trying to find the gold in there. And, you know, she did a fantastic job of actually crossing the speed and the tone and really getting it again, from the perspective, always coming back to, this is from the WIC people, this is from Cape York, this is a Cape York story, so it's time for to the story to be told from a Cape York perspective, not from a Canberra or a Sydney or whatever perspective, this is from the north and we, we, that was always our, our go-to, sort of, and, and it was it was, I'm big at it, but it, I'm really happy that you can, you know, that it's digestible, that was the, the other big thing that we needed to do, it needed to be digestible, there's no point just doing a a big complex essay film which would not resonate we needed we, had, we knew we had great characters to resonate the story through so we just had to come back to them as you said
0: yeah they're a series of great characters that you know um, speak for themselves on behalf of themselves and, mm. and carry the the narrative forward the whole mm. wretched thing started off with uh, the queensland government in cahoots with <laughs> the u.s government wanting to spill build, build, build space stations up and on, on the cape oh yeah
1: it's crazy isn't it i mean like, <laughs> And, just just, and it's that discontent, you know, and it's that total disrespect and total authority where they get people down south or wherever in centralised locations can just sort of put a few ideas on a bit of paper and think that's okay. And it's just until you actually hit the ground and realise these are people's lives, these are people's futures, these are people's history, these are people's lands, these are people's, this is, this is our identity, all this stuff wrapped up in what you want to do and you want to create space stations and zoos and, and and just do that and i think
0: well have we not you know you'd like to think as a nation we learn to
1: do things better but oh gee whiz, you yeah, got <laughs> <you>, you? <laughs> to ask a few not you Could ask
0: yourself the question day. sometimes absolutely yeah. um, um, you know one of the one of the good lines that keep coming keeps coming through yeah. is from the people themselves it said look we don't want anything uh, we know where the traditional line is. we just want you white fellas mm-hmm. to recognize and that's all it was about yeah. for them
1: Great line, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great line. It, the, 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 the idea of traditional ownership or traditional entitlement really wasn't under question. Now, although there was, you know, maps and, and leases and all that sort of stuff created through the Westminster system and through the through the European sort of model of life, they knew they knew who they were. They knew what mattered to them. They knew the things that was going to help them as a as a people grow and transform and and and, and you know, they 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 they, they followed it. They, they followed it. They followed what they believed in, and they and they started to do it. And and then um, it just the goalpost changed. The goalpost changed, and you had these people up in Cape York Peninsula who just sort of shook their heads and uttered disbelief.
0: Yeah, you're right. The the, the goalpost did change, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Mm. One of of the things um, I also like and admire about uh, the the WIC people is that, you know, basically it was five clans that ended up um, uniting, putting away all their um, grievances, um, all the Mm -hmm. arguments, petty or otherwise, Uh, that they had amongst mm -hmm. themselves, and they united to fight a a common cause, and that stayed steadfast all the way through. Yeah.
1: It it says something about the the credibility and... uh um, the character of those elders who sort of oversaw that that case and oversaw that story from KPO that they had the ability to, yeah, compromise. I guess has come together and know that, you know, that we, there are differences and we're not always going to get along, but there is something bigger here that's at our doorstep and it's called mining and it's called um, pastoral lease farming, mm. and these things are going to going to wipe away our culture and. and and wipe away a future for our children if we don't stand up and do something about it. Although, and they just knew that you know they had to do it, and they obviously had the ability to to walk into a room and go, "Let's put our differences aside," and that that says a lot about it, doesn't
0: it? It does. You're listening to Triple uh, R one oh two point seven two point seven FM. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm speaking with uh, Dean Gibson, the uh, director of uh, Wick versus Queensland. So. They went to court, they fought their case mm-hmm. and they thought that they had uh, an agreement and the agreement mm-hmm. basically was where um, a pastoral um, title mm-hmm. existed that, mm-hmm. that couldn't, um, native title, couldn't extinguish pastoral leases. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then John Howard comes to power um, with the pressure of the nationals and then overnight to deal with... Uh, the, the, the WIC uh, case and the the, mm-hmm. the outcome from the decision, comes up with basically a ten-point plan mm-hmm. um, in his words to correct the pendulum, to, to bring the pendulum mm-hmm. back because it swung too mm-hmm. far in favour of Aboriginal people mm-hmm. in his view yeah. and the government's views. So, in mm-hmm. short, after they came up with that ten-point plan, it was on for young and old around bucket loads of extinguishment of native title, mm-hmm. and they were mm-hmm. going to enable the states and the territories to um, extinguish native title wherever they could. Mm. Is that correct? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need be a lawyer. That's fantastic. And a uh, uh, simple uh, no, It's a complex set of scenarios. but that's in, in a funny way, it's that simple. Yeah. It, it that's really what it came down to. That these people went to Canberra. They they the highest court, of European court in this country. They did. They played by the rules. Yep. They did everything that they were told to do. They were fronted up. They had a they had a team. They put a case forward. It was the you know you, you know they they on the first day in the High Court of Australia. It had the biggest amount of barristers and QCs ever known to represent in the. Thirty five, thirty
0: five in the one room.
1: Yep, yep. And you know, you know, nine, you know, ninety percent of them <laughs> were sitting on the other side of the floor saying. You, you guys aren't going to get this. And there was a small little team from, from Cape York Peninsula in Brisbane who went down and argued against that. And and it really, uh, what does that say as a nation, that, that there's so much resources were put in to stop this? And then once the judgment was made, you had the weak people going back to Arrakoon at Christmas, celebrating, going, the tears of joy flooding that finally they understand who we are and what this country means to us and where our future lies in this country yet a year or two later uh the laws uh, are amended the native title act and all the laws around that are amended and uh the people of harrison in many ways uh, are put back to square one and told well put back in their place and told to, to behave in a certain way and get back to square one and don't don't even don't dare to have these ambitions to Share your own property to, to actually to step onto what you know is yours for thousands of years. Unbelievable, yeah. and I, I, I understand the frustration and the sadness of those elders who had to go back to Aiken and explain it to all those families.
0: Yeah, the documentary doesn't miss in terms of um, you know who is to I guess blame for for some of those decisions mm. made. Noel Pearson very poignantly um, uh, highlights mm. the fact that. Uh, you know, Senator Haridine, um in the uh, in the mm. in the Senate had sat down with the WIC people, gave him his assurance that um, he would vote against the the government's ten point plan. But he, at the end of the day, he um, basically betrayed them.
1: Yeah, and and you know, the, film, the our, you film, know, our team, you know, as a director, I had to be, I had to think about carefully about how we portray Senator Harrodine because he's he's not around to sort of defend himself, and I, and I have to you have to play that very carefully, and mm. I. I don't take that lightly, but you know it's kind of the thing where he, he's he's talking to, to 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 um Senator Pat Dodson Patrick Dodson yep uh, who was then um I was sort of mediating around this 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 case and the laws uh, and he was there dancing on the on the front lawn with uh, Gladys Tybenson and 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 and, and he, Senator Patrick said he we he tried to. Tell him that this 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 is important to us people, and it's important for this country to get it right. And 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 unfortunately, he 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 didn't take that advice, and he he went the other way. But in saying that, there was a lot of other senators, that's right, a lot of other people in that chamber who also went that way. So
0: well, there was the government.
1: Um, <laughs> there was the government.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the uh, documentary is screening at the Human Rights and Arts Film Festival on mm. Sunday, the nineteenth of May, at ACME in uh, Flinders Street Federation Square. Um, thanks for your time, then. Do you have anything else in the um, in the pipeline coming up or coming out?
1: Uh, well, 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 I'm really uh, actually I'm i been lucky enough to come down to to visit the Human Rights and Arts and Film Festival, so I'm going to come down and we're going to do a panel after the film. So if, if anyone wants to come and sort of have a yarn with me after. or throw some questions. I'd love to see some of your listeners um, turn up and, and be part of that the afternoon. Uh, one big project I'm sort of trying to get my head around is, you know, poignantly off off the back of Four Corners, but it's around it's it's around incarceration and trying to look mm-hmm. at incarceration in this country and and trying to think about is there a film around how we can talk about this in a way that, that you know I don't need to tell you that that, that the disaster around the numbers around Aboriginal incarceration, but just trying to look at a way to tell that story for the broader nation to try and get a sense of and realise the, the tragedy that sits around that. So that's that's another big thing that I've got sort of in development now. So
0: so just a bit of light entertainment coming up then. Uh, oh, you no, like to choose right the, the easy <laughs> issues.
1: I <laughs> know, uh, but it's really it's really important. It, it's about lives and it's about making giving people. A better chance in life, and and, and giving people voices, particularly vulnerable people who, who don't have a voice, and I just can't. That's that's why I do what I do, and, I, and I'll always do that, and, and I hope that you know we can present something like we did with WIC that becomes digestible, and we can have conversations around dinner tables about.
0: Well, all strength to the arm, Dean. Thank you very much for joining us this evening.
1: Thanks, Daniel, and uh, good night to all you listeners.
0: Cheers. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos, and interviews, head to the Triple R website, rrr.org.au. G'day, it's uh, George Negus here. If you don't listen to our uh, 3 Triple R, Melbourne's obviously, obviously Melbourne's best community radio station, then you're off your bloody brain. Besides that, it makes me feel young. Can't disagree with you, uh, George. You are listening to one hundred two point seven Triple R FM, or uh, you can also listen to us on rrr.org.au. I um, thought that was a fascinating interview with uh, with Dean. We've had some uh, a little bit of activity on the uh, on the tweets here. Um, Jason King from uh, Geelong is listening at home. Good evening to you, Jason. Uh, you asked a question. Uh, When is the issue of sovereignty or non-seeding of land going to be fought in the courts? Well, that's well above my pay grade, (laughs) Jason, uh, but it's a very, very, very good question and uh, something that needs to be addressed sooner or later if we're going to work out what kind of country we want to be. Last week I had a um, a caller ring up and uh, ask how they can uh, subscribe to the show and um, I used the uh, time immemorial... Uh, Excuse, Uh, I'm just new here. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've actually used that excuse for uh, up to five years in some of the jobs I've had. Um, Does come in use, but I have actually got and asked the the good but deluded people at Triple R here. How to do that? So if you just simply go to the website www.rr.org.au, and you really can't miss the uh, the subscription button. And um, I believe you can scroll down and actually choose um, any sort of program that you want to uh, subscribe to. Well, that's about it uh, for this uh, episode of the mission. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm going to play myself out now with um, a bit of vinyl. And as of uh, the same as last week, I'll uh, actually play a bit of Charlie Pride because um, uh, when I was growing up and, and to this very day, Charlie Pride is a favourite amongst the mob, especially up um, around uh, the river. The Yorta Yorta people love it, but he's universally loved by blackfellas ever so everywhere so i will play myself out um i hope you enjoyed the uh, scratchy vinyl we'll be back next tuesday from 7 p.m on triple r you'll be able to listen back to this program again by visiting the website everything is on there so uh, until next week fairly well thanks for listening to the podcast of triple r's the mission a weekly radio show exploring the issues that impact the lives of aboriginal people and those at the wrong end of social justice in this country the mission is broadcast live on Triple R every Tuesday evening. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website.